price drop? Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh my God, guys, <laughs> guys, I, we're not ever going to break up with Riverdale, but I don't know if we're ever, ever, ever getting back together. That's a, <laughs> sorry. That's a shout out to Holden McNeely, who is not with us on this one specific show. He is not. And I hate that he still gets into my brain. Welcome to Riverdale Roundup, guys. My name is Jackie. My name is Molly and we are mad. I'm upset. You know... I just, I watch it, I want it to be ludicrous. And even though it is still ludicrous, in the world of regular television, Riverdale is still the dumbest shit you can watch in a fun way, in a trash way. But right now, so we've finally gotten to all of the flash forwards we've been seeing all episode. We've finally gotten to the burning of the clothes with them covered in blood. We finally, which I just realized something. Why would Veronica and Archie be covered in blood if... Betty had already killed him and then she was off to the side. But we'll get to that for a second. <laughs> I immediately forgot about that. So what we are talking about is that all season long, they have been saying that someone kills Jughead, that Jughead is dead. And now in this episode, Jughead, Jughead is quote unquote dead, which obviously is not because you know what, Molly Neffle, <laughs> how would he do the narration if he was dead? I know, he's narrating the whole damn episode. <laughs> he did the whole fucking episode. He's not dead. No, he's not dead, and it's disrespectful to even have this plotline because nobody's acting like he's dead. Disrespectful. This is the problem with this episode. <laughs> yes. Nobody's acting like he's dead. But yet, in the whole episode, did we get any sort of satisfaction about, oh, he's not actually... No, no satisfaction. We're just on this fucking weird-ass trip with all of them. Makes no sense. It's too long. They should have done this for three quarters of this episode because, again, we know he's not actually dead. So just do it for three quarters of the episode. Why are they stretching out this plot line for so long? Because now we are seeing that the Stonies, which we're now calling them apparently in Riverdale, the uh, children of Stonewall Prep are... Black, not blackmailing. What is it? When they put it, they say that Betty did it. What is it? Framing. Framing. They're framing <laughs> Betty for Jughead's murder. Because last couple weeks ago, they were at a toga party. And then they brought Betty, they, they brought Jughead, who was in a bunny mask because he wanted to kill Brett, into the forest. 
And then Betty shows up, and then Betty goes into the forest, and then she sees Donna, and Donna's like, yeah, but Evelyn Evernever told us this one thing that could make you fugue. But what she didn't say is that it was actually a drug called the devil's breath that makes her fugue. Right. So we, they've been, nothing Riverdale loves more than to lead us one way and then take us in a totally different direction, which I get is like what mysteries do. But at a certain point, it's like, you know what? Fuck off, Riverdale, because it's just too much. It's like, if everything is getting the rug pulled out from under you, then what am I even where am I even standing, right? And so, yeah, they're like, oh, it's a fugue state. Tangerine, tangerine, tangerine. No, but we know another word. And so we spent the last two weeks thinking, okay, Betty fugued and, and maybe she killed Jughead, or at least that's what they want us to think. But or is Betty in on it? Are Jughead and Betty trying to get back at, at the Stonewall kids, which is what Gideon's theory is? Or, uh, you know, what, what actually... It's happened and then in this episode yeah we get they call we find out that the kids called Charles right away they didn't none of them got their stories straight and then Betty remembers that she actually got this devil's breath dust blown in her face right before whatever happened to Jughead and so Betty's freaking out because she's like I think I might have killed him. Dark Betty, bang, ba bang, ba bang. And then Veronica's <laughs> like, I've seen Dark Betty. And it's just an absolute mess. It's all an absolute mess. No one in Riverdale trusts anybody. So that was the first thing. So we start this episode. So they told the entire truth to Charles. Now, these are three people that have been embroiled in many a crime ring before. You always get your stories straight. I know. You always get your stories straight. No I know. matter what. If you are burning clothes of a murder you were trying to cover up, you get your stories straight. I know. The fact that none of them have been like, okay, what's our cover story? So then, of course, there are three teenagers who all live with their parents. And so they come home in the middle of the night and their parents are like, where were you and why are you covered in blood? And, and where like, are your clothes? And they, yeah, they're all naked and they're like, uh, 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 and they didn't even think to coordinate their stories. I will say, though, Ronnie and Archie's stories are, I, I, I was just like, what are they going to say? What are they going to say? We're, we're very well done teen stories because Veronica was like, I was playing strip poker and then these bastards sto stole my clothes. And then Archie was like, yeah, mom, we're going like skinny dipping and those guys stole my clothes like that. Both of those I could see because they were hanging out with pieces of shit. And then Betty said something about how she spilled wine all over, which clearly blood on her. And you know what, Betty? If you can tell anyone this information, it's Alice Cooper. Y'all have killed a dude together. Y'all have buried another body together. Y'all have beat out and bested a cult together. You can tell your mother what's going on in this situation. Don't tell Charles because Molly, I still don't trust that FBI agent. I don't fucking no. trust him. I don't no, trust who him. who is Charles? He's some grown man who's now trying to help all three children cover up a murder. And he's an FBI agent. And he's like, oh, okay, let's bug these other children's room. And, and I'll help you guys cover up this murder. Who the fuck is Charles? Who the fuck is Charles? Also, don't forget our hashtag never forget that he <laughs> is in cahoots with Chick other fake brother in jail and yes. I'll, that is my never forget he is talking to chick just like evelyn ever never keeps coming back chick is not seen but not 
forgotten. That's a very good Charles point. Charles is bad. This season is too long because it's been like 27 episodes since we saw Chick. So how am I supposed to remember that? And the thing is, is that there's so many more episodes left. <laughs> there are so many more episodes left. I have no... But then, so I am assuming, just to go back to the overall thing, that Jughead is writing this script for the Baxter Brothers novel thing, right? Because he's narrating the entire thing. So right. which would also, I'm assuming, unless Hiram, like I'm figure that Hiram is going to have to be brought into this somehow because i think that hiram's disease is a lie yeah right? i decided that today too yeah his, his disease is a lie his disease is a lie the, and like i don't know what he's trying to do with his will but the fact that he's forcing veronica to like edmosat now even though she is still being a quote suspicious suspicious bash <laughs> like veronica called her Man, if she, I, lo I love how much they hate each other. I'm really like, I'm completely on board with how much they hate each other. I also loved how much they were calling each other bitches in this episode. Wow. They don't like each other. And all daddy wants is for them to get along. Because now that the, everyone in the family, even though no one's talking about it, says that Hiram is dying. But I don't think he is. No. If and, and I'll tell you this. If if he's not faking it, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Because the only way this is a good plot line is if he's faking it. Because if he's not faking it, and he really is just, like, suffering from a terrible degenerative disease, and then after, oh, years of trying to murder Veronica's friends, Veronica's just like, Daddy, I just love you, and I just want to help. I just cannot Ugh. deal with Veronica's... Constantly repairing her relationship with her father. No, I can't either. And now the fact which, Molly, we have to talk about it at some point because we didn't talk about it in the big girl episode. So we're going to have to bring it up. Oh, no. Because now we know that FP and Hermione Lodge are not coming back for next season. Uh. What I will say at least is that I'm assuming that they are not going to be killed off because all of the articles I've read seem that Marisol Nichols and Skeet Ulrich are leaving the show next season to do other projects. And even the um the front like the the, the showrunner said that they would be welcome back anytime. So I'm assuming that they are not going to kill them off. But does that mean that they like run off together because again i'd watch Ooh, that tape i would watch that tape right i'd i'd watch that tape more than any other parental combination i think i mean i and i'm i but although alice cooper and fp yeah we have we now know that they all live together as a family but we get no smooches we get no sex between them yeah they all live together as a family and nobody was interested in even calling the police when Jughead was missing for three days because they were like, no. ah, we told his dad, his dad's the sheriff. And his dad just like, Betty, you had his phone. But right. I don't mean to skip over the tragic news that Skeet and Marisol Nichols are leaving. And I do not know if I want to watch Riverdale if Skeet Ulrich is not there. I'm sorry. I'm putting it out there. I don't even know if I want to watch Riverdale right now, but I'm pretty sure I don't know. If, I know even less if I'm going to watch want to watch it when Skeetle Rick isn't there because he was only in this episode for like two minutes and I needed more. I need I need I always want more of him. And who are and now it's just without our sexy daddies. 
Who do we look to? Who do we look to for touch? I mean, we have Sheriff Keller. Yeah, Sheriff Keller looks good. I know you look to Jughead. Jughead is still, he will just always be the kid from Big Daddy to me. And so I need need the teen from Scream, not the child from Big Daddy. Can I confess? I have a confession to make. Okay. I don't think I want to have sex with Jughead anymore. I don't think I've wanted to have sex with him for a long time. Wow! Thank you for this telling me. This is big me. for me. This what is big changed? for me. I think that the. I think, honestly, the the second, what really changed was the beginning of of the end for me was him not being a serpent anymore. Really, I hate preppy i hate like i don't want like even like rebel in the preppy world i hate it because if he was a real fucking serpent i'm gonna go ahead and say it if he was a real (laughs) fucking serpent he never would have gone to that fucking prep school he doesn't fucking need it if you're gonna be a real rebel you don't go even just to like go and be like i'm gonna show them how to really write Hell no. You're not a real fucking rebel. You're just a one with a with a bullshit that take that serpent jacket off then you bastard <laughs> and they even find him and I know that they put the jacket back on him at the end when he's gonna go and he's gonna go stab Brad at the party but you know what too little too fucking late yeah so I was gonna ask about that and I hate to jump all over this episode but the episode makes no fucking sense so let's jump all over the place because there's not even four plot lines that are coherent enough to discuss let's jump but wh- what they find him at the end do they find his jacket or do they find his body they obviously found his body his body was in the morgue but I thought that in that shot when they're like oh we found something I th- only saw his jacket. I I think that no, because I remember seeing the um the suspendies that were down around his waist because I okay. was look I always look for that to make sure it's really Jughead. Okay. But what I love is so I like I think it was on the Vulture review I believe it's one of these reviews that I like to look at that brings up that in the trailer for next week's episode what they noticed. Is that Jughead's Jughead's body is not in the casket because the whole the preview for next week's episode is that like they're all under arrest. Skeet comes in like it's like the Jughead's funeral. They show the picture and they show the open casket and there's no body in it. All right, so, now we're talking. See this. See this, I think next week's episode is going to get back into it all. I think they're just stretching it out too far. I'm gonna. I think that everyone is in on this as a way to take down Stonewall Prep, right? So uh, yeah, I think so too. That's the only possible explanation. And if that's the case, then that's fine. But don't give me a whole episode with zero episode. satisfaction. That we needed to have Whole some episode. sort of twist at the end that was some sa- some satisfaction. There was no twist. It was just these two bitches yelling at each other in the woods. And but you're right. It has to be that they're all in on it to get back at Stonewall Prep because none of them, Betty, Veronica, or um, Archie, are even remotely sad the Jughead is dead. Not even at all. Like not even a single tear. Although Betty does seem freaked out that she thinks that she might have killed, killed him. him unless. Unless she's faking that too. But it's also selfish, though. And you know what I will say? Betty is not that selfish of a character. Right. Not to give, maybe I'm giving too much to the Riverdale writers here, but I feel like Betty would have been, like, same with Skeet Ulrich. 
they, he would have been beside himself if his boy died. Like, I right. think that like it wouldn't even just be a conversation. Like, I think he would have beat Betty into the ground if he knew that she did this. You know what I mean? Totally. That conversation. Right. So there's a scene where Jughead is missing for like three days and... I don't know how exactly how long it is, but it's long enough that FP says my missing son. And so Alice and FP call Betty into the living room in their weird home that they all live together in. And for some reason, <laughs> and they're like, why is Jughead's phone in your pocket? She didn't know it was in her pocket, but then she realizes that the Stonewall people framed her. And Betty the whole time is mostly mad about Stonewall. She's like, I'm not going to let them win all this stuff. Like that's where her emotion is. None of it is about Jughead being dead. Right. But if they're, like let's game this out if 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 they are doing this to frame stonewall prep who's in on it because is if is fp in on it because right his reaction to his son being missing was totally unrealistic and not that this movie uh, this television show is based in reality by any means but at least they over dramatize emotions so he would take it to the nth degree and do something insane right which i don't i think that that character would still do no matter what that's the thing it's unrealistic for the reality that we're in i'm not saying it has to be realistic for actual reality but right 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 like anyone who's done improv knows <laughs> oh. Oh yes, uh-huh. I. If I don't mind, if I do, uh, you you have to you have to have consistent world, uh, consistent rules, even if you're in an alternate reality. Otherwise, it's just like that. Not you can't rely on anything. You can't make hang your hat on anything. You can't make jokes if there's no consistency. So in the world of Riverdale, it is not realistic. It is Riverdale. That's what we love about it. But at least in that world, there still has to be some semblance of a consistent reality. If now we're in a reality in Riverdale where FP doesn't really care that his son is missing, that is not realistic to the world of Riverdale. No. and But what is realistic to the world of Riverdale is that this entire time, Charles is trying to help Betty take down Stonewall Prep. And so what do they do? They think of all like their usual antics. So Betty goes in and then puts a tap inside of Brett and old Jughead's room to try to a wiretap to try and get something that they say recorded in their room. But of course, the thing that she uses is a big bulging thing with a blinking red light on it <laughs> that's underneath the table. You don't think that maybe when all the lights go off in a place that maybe someone might see the the wiretap under the table? <laughs> and so and also again, Charles, allegedly a real FBI agent, is just like oh yeah, I'll help you cover up this murder and I'll give you a bug and then I'll help you listen to these children in their room with my with my bug. What is going on? Again, no. there's been, we've already had FBI, not FBI, in this very show. There's already <laughs> been a fake FBI agent who was like setting up Archie. He's fake FBI. He has to be fake he has, FBI. He has to be. He's either fake FBI or he's... I mean, just such a, like, monstrously incompetent, like, FBI agent with no oversight. He doesn't seem to be doing anything else except helping Betty. No, unless he was an ex-FBI that got kicked out of the FBI, and then sometime down the line we'll find out why. And he's still pretending to be FBI. So it's a slightly different FBI, not FBI plot than the previous. Because I still, I have... 
I really, in my bones, feel like he is the one that was videotaping people from across the street with the VHSs. Because I, another, my never forget. I don't know why I'm still <laughs> stuck on it. I think it's because it actually creeps me out. And I'm so desperately hoping that they come back to that plot line. Because that is very scary. Yeah, that was a good, spooky, in the reality of Riverdale plotline. And they just totally just just hit us in the head with it and then ran away and i'm so sad because yeah that was like a good like season four started off real promising Ooh, someone's taping the houses why and now we're just over here like why aren't any of them sad that jughead's dead so they're obviously not sad that jughead's dead because they're all in on it but what is the theory here do we think that all four of them are in on it or do we think that only betty and jughead are in on it and archie and veronica aren't but why would again back to the question i posed earlier why would veronica or i guess maybe if they moved the body then veronica and archie would get covered in blood yeah but how do they get the body out like all like donna and brett are now like oh what happened but they were all just at this party together so like what did how did like were to expect that the four of them the three of them dragged Jughead's body out and nobody at the party saw? I guess they are in the in the Quill and Scroll woods. So because then that's what happened. So they put in the wiretap and then obviously Brett and Donna realize that there's a wiretap in the room and they talk into it at Charles and then they realize, okay, that's bad. So then Betty sends in Archie Oh, no, this, this is why the wiretap is still in the room. Betty sends in Archie, and Archie just keeps screaming, You killed Jughead! As he's, like, beating up Brett. And then, of course, Brett's very sharp comeback is, All right, Elmo, which I did <laughs> laugh at. I did enjoy the fact that he called him Elmo. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And, um, 
you even saying that Jughead is dead at this point in time is very incriminating because no one is even talking about the death of Jughead yet. Right. He is still just missing. So, Archie, you just incriminated yourself even further, which is what we realize they're doing. Brett and Donna are are figuring out what their next moves are going to be to get them even more incriminated as time goes on in this episode. So all four of them are now involved in this murder a thousand percent. So what does Betty do? Bad Betty, what does she do? (laughs) She flips the switch on them. And she leads FP and a search party to the body of Jughead where they find him in the woods. Even though her prints and everything are all over it. And that... Oh, man. Because you know what you didn't realize? You know what you didn't realize, Donna? (laughs) Betty's the wild card. (laughs) When she called herself a wild card, I (laughs) laughed for two minutes straight. Because I'm a wild card. You don't know what I'm going to be. It made me think of, they see that part of it did bring me back to OG Riverdale with the like, I'm a weirdo. I'm weird. See this hat I'm wearing? I'm weird. It makes me think of that where it's like, you forget I'm a wild card. But so maybe FP. Okay. So my theory about that, that scene where they're in the morgue is that they're in there, Betty and FP. They're all sad. They're looking at Jughead's body and we see Jughead's head in the shot. So we know that Jughead is in there, but then, uh, what's his face? Donna and Brett, Brett bust into the room and, then Betty's like, get out! And they push them out. So are they still faking it? Is FP in on it? Is Jughead just lying there alive? And the reason they push Donna and Brett out the room is to be like, you can't... And the, the, the pretense is, oh, why? how dare you? But really, they don't want them in there because Jughead's in there alive, not actually dead. Very possible. Actually, yes. That was the only right? moment that I even felt like in this episode that they were even giving us a like, maybe this is like a little breadcrumb for what's actually happening. Yeah, I think that is what it is that I think that FP must be in on it because there had to be a reason when Archie even said, even though it's like, I know, I think it also could be like the book thing that when Archie's like, we have to have FP be the one that finds the body. Remember for the search party, like, we have to have, like, I remember that because they kept saying that, like, FP has to be the one that finds the body. So it must be that FP is in on it. Uh Uh-huh. But why? Why? Why would FP, FP maybe isn't on it because he hates Stonewall Prep, too, and he wants to get revenge, and he he did decide to be a serpent cop. (laughs) Oh, don't leave us, Daddy, no! Don't leave us. I don't know if I can watch it without him. Uh, Even just thinking about him being a cop, but then with the serpent's jacket on. Fuck. Ah! (laughs) What are we going to do? He can't leave the show. We need to write letters. Everyone, together. (laughs) Let's write letters. I don't know who we need to write letters to. We have to keep him. So maybe he's like, oh, you guys ousted by... Because they they call it the Stonewall they said now Jughead's part of the Stonewall Five, right? But five because it used to be the Stonewall Four. It had been the Stonewall Four. Never forget at the beginning ten years ago when the season started, they were like, "Oh, there's these four people who were just missing from Stonewall," and FP's 
father was one of them. So maybe that's why FP wants to be in on it because he's trying to solve. Either he's acting in the capacity of a sheriff trying to solve a bigger crime, Ooh. or he is acting in the capacity of a of a serpent trying to just get some revenge. Ooh, see, I likes that. That is also a possibility because I forgot. You know the. 20 years ago when we were talking about all of the uh, grandparents being involved in this season, that it could have something to do with that. Right, because we did see FP's father come in and be like, oh, I'm actually just like a sad, drunk guy. And then he left. But But then he disappeared, so was that actually Forsyth? Right, maybe it it wasn't actually Forsyth, right. Yeah, this has got to be what's it. FP's got to be in on it. That was what I hadn't figured out last night. I was like, obviously all four of them are in on it, even though we're seeing these scenes where they're all alone and they, if they were all in on it, they would be talking to each other about it, but they're not because they have to make us think that they're not in on it, but they are. But like FP must be in on it. Yes. So FP is in on it, even though the Stonies are definitely trying to frame them for murder and then, which I love too, when Kevin comes, it's like, hey guys, they're like, get away, Kevin. And they're like, wait, wait, no, come back, Kevin. Working on a musical, eh? Which also, terror. I'm so scared about this Hedwig episode. I don't know when the Hedwig episode is coming. I think it's coming up pretty soon. I, I like, my chest hurts thinking about it. <laughs> and um, Kevin did say he's working on it. But I think that I had brought it up in, I think I brought it up in our Big Girl episode that the Hedwig episode it's that um the i think principal honey says that he can't do hedwig and so then they all do hedwig which i just ouch ouch (laughs) um i'm not gonna be heard already because you guys are gonna have to hear me oh man i'm gonna i'm already preparing you for how much i'm gonna rant about that episode yeah yeah i just can't i don't i don't even know how we're gonna have a musical episode when jughead's dead I, I don't know. And I think that it's got. He's not dead. We all know he's not no, dead. He's not. You can't. Not. Like, you, why would. Uh, we know of you're not dead, not. Jughead. You got nothing right. else going on. Right. It's a frustrating plot line because we just know it w- that it wouldn't happen. And because anyone that thinks that it actually did happen, it's like, you know. Come on. Think about it for a second. I am happy about the. I, I actually do enjoy the fact that Dumbo and Dumbarella. Archie and Veronica are like, wait, do you think maybe Betty did do it? And I love that they're like half concerned about maybe she did do it. Because like, Molly, if I thought that you maybe killed somebody, like if I thought you killed Holden, which you know what? I'd understand. If I thought you bludgeoned him to death and I was just like, well, let's like I need I think I'd have to ask at least two more questions to make sure you didn't do it, because essentially they asked her if she did it. And Betty's like. I don't know if I did it or not. It's like, well, that's not convincing. You do fugue. Bitch, we all know you fugue. But that's what I don't get. If they're all in on it, why are the three of them having these private conversations where if they were all in on it, they could be like, oh, we're all in on it. But instead, all three of them are alone having conversations being like, oh, fuck, did Betty do this? Maybe Archie and Veronica aren't in on it. But then why are they acting so weird? My brain hurts. I don't know. I, I have no, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they want from us. We are in such a weird stalemate that I wish that this had been a very long episode because I need more. I feel like I've got, I have Riverdale blue balls. I got blue and yellow balls. <laughs> and I don't know what to do with myself. Yes, it's very much a blue balls episode. We got no 
satisfaction from this plot line. Again, the last scene is just Betty and Donna standing in the woods calling each other bitches. Like, I don't even know why they're mad at each other. Like, the stakes Please, she's are... a wild card. <laughs> the stakes are so high. <laughs> but, like, what does Donna even have to do with this? Like, it's just... It's like Riverdale trying to have high stakes without earning the high stakes. And they usually do, which is why I'm so disappointed. Yes. And Donna's a fucking bitch. So we, we had... <laughs> postulated in past R- Riverdale roundups and this is all you Molly and I I think that I support I support you that um <laughs> Brett might not be the mastermind behind all of this that it is in fact Donna Donna so do you think that this is like a girl's thing because then you also notice Joan which did we ever know Joan had a name <laughs> Joan was the one that bumped into her and put the phone in her pocket and when she went to go when she put Jughead's phone in her pocket because they obviously Like, are there cameras on this property? Uh, Don't preparatory schools have cameras? Isn't that part of it? I don't know. I only ever went to public school. Yeah, I I truly don't know what Donna's deal is. Like, at least Brett is like, you know, like an asshole who like is very threatened. There's some amount of character development for Brett. He's threatened by Jughead because Jughead's a better writer than him. Whatever. He's like a very poorly developed character, but at least I could tell you like one thing about Brett. I can't tell you the first thing about Donna. I don't know anything about her. So why do her and Betty hate each other so much? Is it that does Donna want to bang Jughead or something? Like there's just no character development there. So the then ending the episode with them standing in the woods calling each other bitches, it's just like I don't even know why you bitches are mad at each other. But they mad. That is They're one thing we mad. do know. They don't like each other. And I will give it to Donna. She does the fuck out of a bitch face. That girl <laughs> has a bitch face. I want to punch her. I get it. Like, I do want to see her being taken down. The same with like the casting in this is incredible. Brett and Donna both have such fucking bitch faces. I want to punch them in the face. And all I can hope for maybe is that mercenary Uncle Daddy. Mercenary Uncle Daddy comes to the rescue bringing a bunch of mercenaries take out everybody in the school. Yeah, remember the mercenary plot line from like two weeks ago that's now totally over? Two weeks ago? Wasn't that long ago? Not that long ago. No, now Archie has a totally different parental strife issue going on at home, which is that uh, his mom has a girlfriend and it's just totally fine and not even... I mean, Riverdale is cool. One thing I've always loved about Riverdale is that they just like have a lot of gay characters and it's not like a whole thing. So it's fine. But it's just like it was just such an afterthought. It was just like, oh, there's this whole murder cover up episode. And then also I have a girlfriend and Archie's like, "Okay, I don't have time for this. Okay, (laughs) Uh, I just um, it's too I I would say maybe um, Maybe it might be too soon. I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that she is either dating a a whatever gender she's dating. I think just um I mean he Archie is still like he just named the community center after his father and he's also running a construction company and he's also going to school and now you're like trying to force him into the navy because you happen to be bopping the navy <laughs> person that puts him in the navy they used to be friends I guess because I think they were both in the navy and I just um it's just too suit maybe like wait until you're like really dating this person because your husband did just die so why don't we just hold off for for a sec. Uh, the counterpoint to that is that they weren't together, but yeah, you are right to say that Archie has really been through a lot lately. He's really he's been, been through a lot. By a bear. His father has been 
killed. He had this mercenary try to kill him just like last just like week. Like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> so you might want to focus on getting your son some therapy before you send him off into the Naval Academy. And also, didn't he like already yes. try to get into the Naval Academy for boxing? I thought we already did Naval Academy, not Naval Academy. We did not, Naval Academy, not Naval <laughs> Academy, because that's what he brought up. He's like, and she's like, yeah, but you did have that endurance. Welcome to the Naval Academy. No, 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 no. I've, I've known a couple of people that have gone into Naval Academies before. It's very difficult. And let alone, like, you know, all, you know, Jughead got into Yale just by, you know, and then Betty got into Yale by winning the quiz show. Like, you know, there are uh, <laughs> ideas of how difficult it is to get into college. It is um, a little bit off center. But you know what? I will, I do appreciate that Barnard is at least reconsidering Veronica's entry into Barnard because she is running an underage speakeasy called the Maple Club. And I think that it's for the best that they relook at it for a second. Who do you think ratted out Veronica? I wonder if the Hiram, like the whole thing where Hiram is trying to get Hermosa and Ronnie to be friends and that he's working on his will and that he's quote unquote about to die. I think that is all a ruse to get them to work together. And I think eventually this is going to push Hermosa and Ronnie to work together against her father. Uh-huh. All right. Yep. That that's a plot line. And I hate to say it, but I don't know if I I just think that Hermosa, the actress, she is a delight, but I think that they're really not writing her very well. No, she's, she's not being just written like a, very well. She's just like a silent bitch. Like she doesn't say anything. I don't even know why we hate Hermosa. Same reason I don't even know why we hate Donna. I think that we just hate Hermosa because she talks like that. And I think we immediately just hate her. But also it's because she um Looks like she's 35. I'm pretty sure she's 35. I think right? she is 35. She's got to be. And I think in just it, it is the difference of acting with 21, 22-year-olds. Uh, same with when they did the Katie Keene crossover, which I haven't been able to bring myself to watch Katie Keene yet. Yeah, me neither. Because it, I know this, it shouldn't. And I know that I should be able to jump from world to world, but it hurts my brain that they took Josie from high school and now we're supposed to, I think, assume that they're all in their mid-20s. <laughs> and it does hurt my brain a little bit because now it's like, this is New York. And I keep seeing the trailer for it. And I'm like, I should like, like, I should like all of these things. I need to just watch a couple episodes just to... Um, to check it out. Yeah, yeah. If you do and then you like it, then I then I will check it out. I'll let you know. Yeah, Michelle Prada, who plays Hermosa, is 30 years old. Only 30. Um, And she doesn't look old. She just looks... She just looks closer in age to Hermione on the show. I think it's also the way that she's dressed. Yeah, she just... Right, it's like... It just... It feels like a woman who's 30 is fighting with a person who's 16 and then that's not a, that doesn't make any sense no and it definitely takes me out of it but i guess we should we should stop talking about it because you know guys we're all we all got blue balls this week yeah we're too um, mad i don't to think talk. we even missed out anything because it it was it was a rough it was a rough week for riverdale but i even though i we are desperately desperately upset if they kill off FP, I'm going to die. I can't. Then I really I will. I will write a letter. I, I will write multiple letters. I can't. You know what? I think that Hermione has had, like, I think that she's been dancing with the devil for a long time. So I, it would make more sense 
if she gets killed off. Not yeah. that I don't love her because I do love her and I love watching her sex scenes with Hiram, but um, I need FP in my life. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I'll, none of them are going to have any parents when FP and, and and Hermione go. But maybe they'll all go to college. maybe they'll all go to college who knows what's gonna happen in this zany world of riverdale guys but we will definitely be back next week with uh next week's episode i just um i i don't i i i'm at a i'm i'm in a rough place i have no emotionally i have no idea what the future looks like but we do know where we are right now and old betty dark betty is back thank you guys so much for joining us we will be net back next week with Riverdale season four, episode fifteen, to die for. Watch the trailer though, because you can definitely see that his body is not in the casket. <laughs> we love you so much. Thank you for joining us. And I hope if we don't see kisses next week, I have got a lot of threats. Okay, <laughs> and we better see some fucking kisses next week. I need them. I'm dry. I'm dry as the Sahara. This was a kiss-free episode. Kiss-fucking-free. I love ya. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. My name is Molly Neffel. Bye. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.